Here's the snap back. Here's the kick. He's got the leg into it. If it is good, and it is! Austin Stars! A 49-yard field goal! And Indiana leads 27 to 24! Austin Indorak wants to throw it. Rolling out of the pocket to a strong hand. Delivers deep down the field. Touchdown, Fried Fogel again. Tuttle time. Tuttle time. Tuttle time. time. That's right. Penix, who? This is the OEO podcast, and next up in the season review series, we re-review the snooze fest of a win at Wisconsin. I am your host, Michael Bragg. You can find me on Twitter at Braggley, B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. I'm here with my co-host, Brandon. He's back from wherever he was at spreading the vid. You can find him on Twitter at Brandon Dubich. That's Brandon spelled traditionally, Dubich, D-U-B-I-C-H. What's up, Brando? Yeah, um, I went down to Florida for the third time during the pandemic where you just can't get it. Like, you can't get it if everyone else already has it. Yeah. So it's flawless logic. Don't punch holes through it. Basically. So if, like, everybody doesn't wear a mask, then you can't get it. That's Correct. What in the first place, somebody started wearing a mask, and then it was like, that's how it works. That's how it works. CDC, they said so. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I mean... Speaking of wearing masks, I mean, this game was gross. Um, <laughs> this game was, you know, I thought I thought the Michigan State game was hard to watch, but at least there was, like, some big plays. There, there, there were, you know, there, it was, it was more interesting. Exactly. Like, yeah. this game, I literally felt like I was watching a Washington football team game with Alex Smith. Like, <laughs> like this was, this was Washington football team against New York giants on like a one o'clock Sunday game that nobody watches in the rain in Ugh. during COVID with nobody there. Yeah. God, this, this, this was, this was brutal. Um, I'm actually really looking forward to what you have to say, because guess what? I don't have a lot. You know, I normally, I normally come on this pod. And I'm like, oh, I have 87 bullet points. Cause I'm like a badass and take a lot of notes. I don't even have 20 bullet points. Yeah. I did um, a decent amount of bullet points today. I actually like fairly prepared. So, I mean, I tried, I literally tried. <laughs> I well, could not come up. Let's talk about the game. That. Let's talk about our Hoosiers, the number 12 Indiana Hoosiers, go into... No, 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 no. We cannot start with that. Can we start about how you were going to go to this game, mm. and it was supposed to be first game okay. of the year, and I had to listen to you nonstop rub for it in months. my face for mm. months because you were so excited. I'm pretty sure we booked the house in February of... No, January or February of 2020. We booked a house two blocks away from the stadium. Uh, I was going up there with a few of the buds. Yeah, you would have um, fought so many frat boys. That would have been awesome. <laughs> I had a good feeling about this game then. Uh, you did. Decent feeling about it. And you were going up with a Wisconsin fan. I mean, you yeah. actually, you're, you're, you're really good friends. Um, I don't know if we want to say his name on this. I'll let I'll, you make no. the decision. I like him. I, I like the guy. He, he, he's a cool guy. He, um, but yeah, Wisconsin fan. He's the only Wisconsin fan I know. Yeah. He's a Wisconsin fan, and then I think one of the Purdue guys was going to come with us. So it would have been me versus the world, basically. 
um, which it always is anyway. So at least IU football. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, of course that game gets you know everything gets rescheduled and that breaks my heart. And thankfully we got the money back from the house and all that stuff. But moving on, let's talk about this game since we have to. Uh, it was number twelve Indiana. We won fourteen to six. That's six. the final score, fourteen to six. Not after the first quarter. Not at halftime. So just to give everybody an update on what I usually look at while we're talking about the pods (laughs) is I will look at on one of the screens, the, um, what do they call it on ESPN? It is the game cast on ESPN. And basically they have a scoring summary. This is the first game since we've been doing this, that I can now see the leaders in passing yards, rushing yards, receiving on the top of the screen all of the scoring that happened. And then as well on the bottom of the screen, I can see the full win probability throughout the entire game. I've never been able to see all three of those. I've never been able to see two of them in the same screen all season, but the entire scoring section is four lines, two touchdowns and two field goals. Uh, so let's get into it, I guess. No, but Okay. I got, I got, I got a Brandon Drandos before we get in. Oh, I, I, I can't wait. I, I, I literally Randos. can't. Okay. Is, let's get it. Is, Archie Miller basketball mm. equivalent to Paul Chris Wisconsin football, but good. Uh, like, like so your Wisconsin fans have to like put up with this every game because like they clearly know how to do it, but it is just putrid to watch. So here's what I came away from the game with. And I think that we probably should have saved this for Brando's Randos because I'm going to break down a little bit of Wisconsin. They're really young quarterback, super young. Their best player on their team is a true freshman, and he's going to absolutely destroy the Big Ten West for the next two years. Jalen Berger, yeah. Yes. Really and uh, their wide, they're like their number one wide receiver was out, I want to say. And then the other two wideouts are both super young, too. And then their, I mean, their best, their best receiver is a giant wannabe baby Gronk who's probably going to play. We've already played that. That was already Friarmouth. Like I mean, we've, yeah. we've already. So. They're they're a decent team, but they're super young. Uh, I honestly, I don't they think play a brand of football that isn't exciting. How do they get recruits? They win because they all they do is recruit six, eight, four hundred pound monster trucks to play offensive line. So you get all the five star kids that want to go up to Wisconsin, and then you get any running back that you want, basically. Correct. Correct. That's 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 like the only thing that like if I was a Wisconsin fan that I would look at like we're going to have a stud running back because like the rest of what they do is just so boring. Like their defense is so solid, but unlike IU, they don't really turn teams over. They don't really, you know, create a lot of sacks. They, they basically just make tackles and control the line of scrimmage and do all the little things. Like it's, it's not splash plays. It's not, it's just, it's boring. Just like, I just sat there. I'm like, man, Wisconsin's had a lot of good years. And I'm going to have a follow-up to this question for actually the Brandon's Brando's Randos. But, um, but yeah, no, I, I just sat there. I'm like, if this is what Wisconsin puts up with, I don't know how you can be a fan. Right. Because so, at least when IU was bad and we had Dickie Legault, like at least we would lose like 70 to 30. I'm like, cool. <laughs> there was 100 yeah. points in that game. Like yeah. that was at least fun. So, um, so it's, it's weird to see this team. And it's got to be because of the youth. Because Wisconsin just – they did exactly like what you said, dismantled Michigan. They went, I think it was in Michigan, went to Michigan, turned them over, scored 49 points, 
49 points against Michigan, 45 against Illinois. Now, Illinois is not a great team, but didn't they go to a bowl? On I, a beat half I beat them. Um, but either way, you know, they're not – they put up 40, 45 and 49 in two games, but then whenever they played a good defense, it's 7-6-7. Seven, seven. They did play Minnesota and only scored 20, but that game's always – a little rough between those two so little rivalry baby yeah so yeah i mean i i don't want to say they're a good team because they're not but they they're young and they've got a lot of potential there and i think that we caught them at the right time i think next year they're going to be a lot tougher um so let's look at the game get into some of the general notes of success there's not a whole lot uh most of my uh bullet points for this are on Wisconsin side, which there's only three bullet points, so two of them are for Wisconsin. The only thing we had really going was, uh, I mean, obviously the defense was good, but we saw a lot of back shoulder passes, and what I had initially written down... No, was, we didn't! Yeah, we did. They they did not... That, those were not no, back shoulders. No, they, those were, were. they were meant to be sideline oh, passes that God. he couldn't get there. Like, Michael Penix makes those throws, and with a Michael Penix throw, it's either an incompletion or only the IU receiver gets a chance. So instead they made the catches or got pass interference. It's a Joe Flacco play. I mean, that's literally Tuttle. Like, he couldn't get it to the sideline. Like, he didn't have the arm strength. And unfortunately, well, fortunately, because it ended up turning out well for us, you know, we ended up getting a lot of pass interference or, you know, the DB was so out of position because he was actually expecting a good ball that it was an easy, easy catch. So... I disagree. Those were not purpose back shoulder. Those weren't purpose. Those were sideline throws. He legit couldn't get there. That's fine. You're wrong, but it's fine. Um, so, I don't know how this guy was an elite recruit. He has no arm strength. He's he got arm strength. I told you has, to go back and rewatch the game because that's. I literally did, I dude. Game. I literally dude. He's out. Al, he's Alex Smith, no. which is fine. You can win games with Alex Smith. Alex Smith wins games. You're just doing the easy thing. You're doing the easy Alex Smith thing because he went to Utah. Tuttle went to Utah. You're just doing the easy thing. And lay up, yeah, baby. Lay up. Lay up. That's all you're doing. So, you know, you don't want to talk about your pro quarterback who can't throw the ball past the line of scrimmage, but that's fine. Um, so let's talk about Wisconsin. Jalen Berger, who we kind of touched on for just a second, Oop. is holy shit. He's going to be a problem. I'm just glad Cut up, dude. Him. I literally have that same exact thing. I said Ber- Berger's going to be a problem. Yeah. I have that verbatim. Yeah, he's going to be the next, the next great Jonathan Taylor back. Yeah, to come out of Wisconsin, and then our, our I guess this isn't for Wisconsin. So two of them are IU, and this isn't a general note of success. But man, our offensive line is. Oop. Ugh. We thought we had the tackles figured out really well going into this year with um. Bedford and Jones, is that right? And Caleb, Caleb Jones, Caleb absolutely Jones. monster of a human. Yeah, and then the interior of the line looked good. Seth and I talked about that, uh, the Maryland recap. But, man, they got they just got bitched up and down. Thank you, field. Seth, for covering for that game, too. I, I appreciate it, bud. Yeah, at least he got to watch like a decently exciting game compared to this one. I wasn't going to make him do this one. So. Oh, fuck. Uh, so either way, major moments, big plays. We can get into it. First quarter had one, and it took 14 minutes to get to it. <laughs> it was with a minute left. We had that uh, Taiwan Mullen uh, forced fumble off the corner. So he, that was a big one. 
here's a Brandon hot take. Is he's is he the most quiet blitzer of all time? Like how does be. how does no one know he's coming? Like like literally a corner or I mean a tackle, a wide receiver, a tight end. Like I literally he's he, nobody knows he's ever coming. So I, that's that's a bullet point. I is he the quietest blitzing corner ever? Yes, so. I I guess. So, um, moving on to the second quarter, because that, that quarter ends uh, 0-0, but then we score pretty quick right off of that turnover, I believe. Uh, we get a touchdown drive down the field. Uh, Mr. Armstrength himself makes a beautiful pass to the back corner of the end zone for uh, Stonehands, Peyton Hendershot, who makes the catch, um, and we're up 7 nothing. Again, let me Great just, if this is your first, if this is your first pod listening to Brandon and I, we love every one of these players. Everyone. Absolutely. Yes. We just like to give them a little bit of shit every now and then, which is fine. No, I mean, uh, again, yeah. I mean, the, the, the pass to Hender shot was an absolute, you know, great play call. Again, I I've been, I've been totally complimentary of our play calling in gold to go situations. Um, and this was just another example of that great play design worked out like a charm. Yeah, so that happens with 11 minutes to go in the quarter, and uh, I don't even know if we need to talk about it. I get, Wisconsin follows that drive down with a good drive. We're, we bend and don't break the entire game. So we go down. Brian, Brian Fitzgerald had a great game. Um, steal that. I was going to get you so good with that <laughs> on players of the game. I wasn't going to pick him, but I was going to tell. I was just going to lay all over him. He 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 controlled the back of the end zone very very well. His stats were not very good. If you look uh, at his uh, stats, uh, he let up a few to um, Herb Street. Kept calling him KP. I mean, why don't you just call him Prior? Kept yeah. calling KP. Another big play by KP. Shut the hell up, Herb Street. Um, a lot of that was on Fitzgerald, um, him or Bryson Bonds let up middle of the field catches quite a bit, but when you, like you said, when you can't give up the play, Fitzgerald was very good in the end zone. Yeah. So he was, he was good in the end zone. He had a T4, a T, TFL, T4 loss. I guess I could have said that, but then at that point, why the hell don't I just say TRL baby. <laughs> so he had some, he had a good game. He had a good game, not a good stat game. And when I say that, I just mean, he just didn't pack the book that much, but he was there, made some good plays. Um, so either way, they go down, they get a field goal, and then that's about it. We drive down a little bit. Hayden Whitehead pins them inside the one with a little bit of help from WAP, and uh, that's it. 7-3 at halftime. Super fun first half, uh, and I feel pretty confident going in at halftime. I don't know how you felt. Uh, I thought that we controlled pretty much everything. I'm not going to talk about Ty Fry's good catch. He had a great combat catch. That's, uh, um, that's coming up. That's oh, is that third, coming up? Third quarter, I believe. <laughs> Um, my bizzle. It's there somewhere. That's it. Okay, so it's on the opening drive here of the third quarter. So Tuttle gets roughed. Um, Holy hell! That means I only had six bullet points for the yeah. first half. Yeah. Oh my god, six bullet points <laughs> in the entire first half. So in the at the end of the second quarter, I want to say it's on that last drive where uh, Hayden Whitehead pins him inside the one. Uh, the play before that, uh, Tuttle took a hit to the head. Um with like a, either a hand or somebody drove him. They didn't really show a replay. You can kind of see it during the, the normal play view, um, but either gets hit in the head or he gets driven down and Tom Allen like loses his mind. I mean, Alex uh, Smith is one tough dude. I mean, <laughs> if it, I, I mean, Jack Tuttle is one tough dude. I mean, if there's, if there's one thing that we got to give him is, you know, look at him at the bowl game, look at him at this game. Yeah. He'll stand, he'll stand in there and take hits. So while, while he doesn't have very much, he doesn't have very good arm strength. 
dude seems to be a very, very durable, very strong dude. We'll get to some of his decision-making too and why he's such a tough guy um, a little bit later. But either way, he gets roughed on this first pull, like the first drive. They barely hit his helmet, I think. And, of course, we get the call, the makeup call. And then comes the big catch for Ty Pry, a 35-yarder down the sideline. I won't say it was really a jump ball. Uh, it was, I thought it was a great pass. I mean, it was perfectly positioned in between both the corner and the safety. Ty Pry had to make a good catch up against the sideline, but 35 yards, and then that sets up the touchdown to WAP in the other corner of the end zone. And IU is... Uh, that, was, that, was, that was Tuttle's best throw. That was a great throw. A little fade um, to the fade corner to the back of the end zone. Dude, perfect. that's tough. That's that's one of them. That's that's a play a lot. I've seen. I've obviously never done it, um, but you see that a lot in um, training camp where they're just throwing into trash cans from that mm-hmm. far away. They're they're dropping back, throwing into trash cans in the corner of the end zone. That's exactly what that what that play is. Yeah, and so we go up fourteen to three, and I from what I remember, I I was I was I was good. We were done, and then this just topped it off. On the very next drive for Wisconsin, they drive down. I think they got it down to maybe about the 40. Um, and then my boy makes a pick, Jamar Johnson, an overthrown ball right to him. Um, so then we get the ball back on the 40-yard line, up 14-3, to three, and then your boy. Uh, I, I can't blame him for this. No. He fumbles, Tuttle fumbles on the next drive. The reason Ben Roethlisberger has, hasn't went, hasn't done a quarterback sneak in years. It's for this reason. He Um, did it three or four times before that in this game. I want to say maybe two or three, two or three times before that in this game. When you, when you have Stevie Scott, you don't need to run quarterbacks. Yeah, true. But he, he gets, he gets a quarterback sneak. He had the first down, but he fumbled uh, at the 40. And then we allow them to drive pretty much all the way down. And then, and then Taiwan again, man. A huge deflection in the end zone to save a touchdown. B Fitz was there on coverage, but that ball was about as perfectly placed as possible. And then Mullen comes flying out of nowhere. I don't know if he was sitting in his zone or if he came off of his guy when he saw the ball, but he came over and just made a just this is going to be very niche for IU football fans, but it was a very uh, Richard Fant play where Fant didn't have that many picks. But he was a tall he, corner. It wasn't one year he had like 25 breakups. Yeah. Like he led the, he led country, the country in passing. Yeah. And pass so breakups. That's what that looked like for Mullen. I mean, it was a beautiful, just came See, any, anyone who's listening, only only Michael and I, well, not only us, but very few people will know that Rashad Fant led the nation in pass breakups. That's yeah. that's what you're dealing with here. He also played for the Bears for a little bit. And so, yeah. Um, that was just a little shot at our producer, who is now the fan of Andy Dalton as his starting quarterback we're not so. talking about this today wrong wrong podcast <laughs> his his red hair goes with the bears it so does. well though he's gonna look so good with his helmet off it's gonna yeah. be unbelievable which is gonna be a lot like you're gonna see a lot of interceptions helmet off matching the jersey it's going to be a beautiful thing Yeah, because when you're walking off the field and not celebrating i'm pretty sure you can take your helmet off without getting a flag so uh, um, another podcast I do, um, uh, we're going to have a lot of content with this. Um, we, we, we do, we do sports memes and this is, this is glorious. Absolutely glorious. All right. Well, moving on as our producer is waving multiple middle fingers at us, like a super professional, uh, um, we are going to the fourth quarter and we're going to the fourth quarter after they make a field goal, after that huge play by Mullen, we save them for a field goal, 14 to six and uh spoiler alert. That's how it ends. And it should have been worse. And here's why. Because on one of the first plays of the fourth quarter, Miles Marshall is 
wide open. And when I say wide open, I mean 20 yards open with nobody around him. And he dropped it. And I, you have to blame him because that's your, that's your job is to catch the ball. But he was that, you know, that the whole, the whole uh, cliche, he was so open that that's why he dropped it. That was perfect. That's my excuse for every three pointer that I've never made. (laughs) It was so open. He was probably like, what, where there's got to be somebody around me. That's about to light me up, but there was nobody close. Um, And then we see the next, this is where I have it written down. Next play. We see the first signs of Tuttle not being able to throw the football away while he's scrambling. And that's a little bit of foreshadowing towards or to the bowl game, the final drive of the bowl game. Definitely. Um, where he gets a targeting call on him and then looks like he's going to be out for the game. He looks like he's concussed. He's going to the tent. He goes to the, to the Dexter, locker room Dexter. and Brandon's calling me with all this stuff. Where's, or I don't know if you watch this with, no, you were dead. I did not watch with you. No, I, no. this was another one where I, I day drank at my house and I was a little too inebriated right. and called and then, you a million times. <laughs> yeah. So then he calls me, what do we think about Dexter Williams? And then he's got me run into the computer to check highlights and stuff. I don't it was it was a little tense. Uh thankfully he came back. And then that is all of the highlights pretty much of the fourth quarter until we get down to the final drive. Um where Wisconsin has a pretty decent long way to go, I want to say. Yeah, no, they, they were inside the 20. I think it was 17. I mean, it was Yeah. And you want to talk Yeah, it looks like they went they started at the 8. Actually. Yeah, even 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 farther than I thought. Four, I, knew, I knew it was four forty to go. That was the last drive. If that's what it's that's what you want to know about this game is that a drive starting with four minutes and forty seconds to go when you're down eight in the fourth quarter took almost all of four minutes and forty seconds to get. Sounds like Archie ball. You're down seven with a minute to go. Wait yeah, to use all just thirty force seconds. it inside to TJD, and if you can't do it, throw up a bunch of garbage over the back of your head. Twenty-seven seconds into the shot clock. That's right. Um, so back to the winning side of the school, um, (laughs) they're on their final drive. Mertz has a big run, which has got to be addressed. This year has got to be addressed. Chucky has got to get in there and say, guys, these quarterbacks can run. This is 2021. They can run, bro. Anybody can run. Our guy. That'll be, that'll be interesting because, um, the thing I love, love then, but then your point's very valid. Womack never turned off the blitz. Like he never put on a, he never played a spy. He never dropped back. He was blitzing no matter what the situation. And sometimes it worked out aces, which spoiler alert happens later in this drive, mm-hmm. um, come up with two huge sacks. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, Womack, n- knowing they had to go 92 yards, should have probably just dropped back with a spy yep. instead <laughs> instead of giving up checkdowns and big quarterback runs. But that's a blessing and a curse of what Womack's defense did. Yeah. So on this rewatch, I was super drawn to, which I already am naturally anyway, but super drawn to Michael Micah McFadden. Holy crap, dude. That dude blitzed every single time, it seemed like. That guy was full on just... Just every play, he was just blitzing right at the middle. And, I mean, I guess it worked. We won the game. But um, who was the first sack? Was that DK Bonhomme got the first one, or was it Aaron Casey? It was. No, it was DK. DK is awesome. So, DK gets the first one. And then what I wrote down was the big one was with a minute 13 to go, I want to say it was second and 10. 
or second and short-ish, uh, Micah just comes flying up the middle, just like I described, and just hit sticks, Mertz. And then Dude, we're uh, in our own head. I literally yeah. have bullet point Micah with the hit stick. Hit stick. Hit yep. stick. And then uh Brandon's favorite player, Cam Jones, comes up with a huge pass deflection on third down, uh, which looked like a wide open Ferguson. Uh, I don't know if that would have done much other than run a little, a little bit more clock. Oh, it would have been, been it would have been huge. It would have been fourth and one or fourth, fourth and, and two instead yep. of fourth and ten. Fourth and one, the entire playbook's open. Fourth and 10, you pretty much just got to defend the end zone because they don't want the clock to still to start again. Yeah, and you um, want to talk about a pucker moment. <laughs> oh, dude, Reese, Reese got away with one. The fourth and 10. Now, they had a bad snap. They had three bad snaps on that final drive, I think. I mean, Herbstreet only said freshman center about 47 times. Right, so. right. Freshman it wasn't, wasn't Herbstreet during the game, wasn't it? It was uh, it was an ESPN. Tessator. It was an ESPN game. Yeah, Joe Tessator did a game. And I don't know who the color guy was, but it was Joe Tessator. Play by play. But that's probably what you're thinking of because he did keep saying, well, the freshman center, Baker Mayfield. That's what I always think of whenever I think of Joe Tessator. But either way, Reese Taylor makes a huge... Uh, did he even pass the fuck? Did the dude just miss it? Uh, I don't think Taylor got any, a finger on it. He didn't. So at the very last second, he made the he grabbed the guy's arm yep, and he yeah. and he made the guy try to make a one handed catch and he whiffed on the one handed. That's catch. right. He who who made that? Ty Fry. Remember when Ty Fry made that one handed catch? Mm-hmm. That's what this guy tried to do and he just completely whiffed. Like he, he didn't even touch the ball because Reese did it great. Like he he didn't grab it the whole time. He grabbed it literally as it was dropping in the bread basket. Yeah. Uh, but yep. it's still I've seen worse called. Um it yeah, definitely it definitely could have been called. And it should have uh, probably would have been called <laughs> like you know, if IU was not 5 and 1. I also that. think I also think if there's fans in the end zone and yeah. fans go nuts, I guarantee that gets called late. Like I bet that's a late flag that comes in if fans go bananas in that end zone. Makes uh, me nervous too, about next too, year. Too bad so sad fans weren't there. It wasn't called. Right. Suck right. it. Okay, and that was it. That was the game. That's the shortest game recap we've ever done. Right there. Yep. Ball game. So now we uh we'll just easily transition over to players of the game unless you have anything else to add to the game itself. I I don't. I do not. All right. Players of the game. Players, um, players, players. On offense. Who you got? Uh Jesus. Um, so I, one, one, one of the things, again, not a great stack game, but I think I have one of the bullet points I didn't cover was going to miss Stevie. He picked up about a half a dozen first downs um, that he literally landed. It's, it's almost like Stevie knew where the yellow line was. Like he has a, he does an absolutely innate ability to know right where to fall at the sticks. Yeah. Um, you know, because that's huge. I mean, third and one isn't easy against Wisconsin. And there were a lot of times on first and second down where, or mostly second down where he picked up, you know, what would have been third and short. Um, so I'm going with Stevie who playing hard because playing against that defense, that defense is real, real. So yeah, I know he only averaged a shade over three, uh, three yards of carry and he only had about 60 yards, uh, but every bit of them was earned and, and every bit of them were, was, uh, was needed. He, he did that thing that he's, that he did all last year, pretty much, where everybody else is worn down. He should be worn down 
but instead he's just bulldozing people. Yep. And his longest run of the game was eight yards. The longest run period of anybody on our team was 11 yards. That's yeah. David Ellis. He's not even running back, my opinion. But my player of the game, uh, I don't want you to, to rip Tuttle anymore, so I won't pick him. But I'll go with Wap Fillier. Four catches, 47 yards, and a touchdown. I think he did more than four catches, in my opinion. And when I say that, I mean he had some big catches, I think. Uh, like big catches where, you know, they were either field position. And this is going to sound so lame and so football guy, but they were, they were field position changing catches where we were deep in our, we're just little blogger boys yeah. that have a little podcast of football guys, <laughs> football guy. That's a, that's, guy. that's, that's a shot at local indie radio. Yeah. You either get guys. it or you don't get it. So either way. He had four catches, 47 yards, touchdown, longest of 19 yards. He pulled us out of some deep holes. He put us, put them into a deep hole. He just deep holed them all game is what he did. So that's my pick. Old Whopper, Whopper failure. I'm going to miss him. I, I was anticipating you bringing up Tuttle. So I'm going to, I'm, even to. though you didn't, I'm still going to. Um, I, I don't know this because I'm too lazy and I don't do my research on my own podcast. When's the last time we had a quarterback going to Camp Randall and win? Like, give like little. You do have to tip your cap. You have to tip your cap to Jack Tuttle for going in against a top ten defense, first game he's ever you know started, and with expectations through the roof. Like, if this was a bad IU team, and he'd be like, "Well, I'm going to strap him up and see what happens." No, there were heavy expectations at this point of the season. Michael Penix goes out. The spotlight's on him. So while I do think, again, I've said it a million times, he doesn't have the arm strength, um, but I have to give him absolute credit here for for doing something that very few have on a stage kind of unprecedented for IU. The last player to go into Camp Randall and win, not only did he win, but they absolutely destroyed them. It was my boy, A-R-E, Antoine Randall-L. Indiana won. They were 0-3 going into the game. They won 63-32 to in Camp Randall. Sounds like Leveron awesome Williams. Game. That was the sixth touchdown Leveron Williams game. So it was 19 years. <laughs> it's crazy. So, well, I mean, again. We play them every year, but. Like we used to, but yeah. I mean, there, there's IU trivia. I mean, Jack Tuttle. Ho- hopefully, we have a lot more quarterbacks that win in uh, in Camp Randall um, over the next 20 years. But still, you still got to give a hat hat tip to him for this is for funny. That. Sorry, this is really funny. Um, so at that time, the same time, October 6, 2001, uh, Purdue was ranked, <laughs> um, and they won the game. They won their game, 23 to 14, which is that's. That's weird, right? Um, the fact that they're winning football games and ranks. So, uh, either way, back to IU football. Let's talk about our defensive player of the, of the game. This should be a little bit tougher selection. Oh, dude, Taiwan Mullen had his fingerprints all over this okay. game. Right. I'm I'm absolutely in in love with this guy. I, I he's he's amazing. I just I can't mention how amazing this guy dude is. So more. So, so go ahead and take your layup. Yeah, take your layup here. I'll take the easy one. And Mike, Micah McFadden for sure. 
nine tackles, six to- six solo tackles, two sacks. Um, they have him down for zero quarterback hurries, but that that can't be true. Uh, he had two TFLs as well. Uh, the dude is just he's a beast, man. And if he can stay healthy this year, he's he's a very high. I do not under so I love knowing that he stayed. I have no, I have no idea why he, he has been one of the most impressive things during this rewatch series. Like, you know, Taiwan had a, which game was it? it was, I think it was the last game I did. Michigan one of the game, Michigan state, Taiwan had a bad game. You know, we, we've, we've mentioned how sometimes Jamar Johnson gambles and gets, gets, uh, oh, gets burned. Taiwan didn't have a bad game at Michigan state. Not that one. You're talking about oh. a game that he, he had a bad game. Taiwan had a bad game. I don't remember. Ohio was, state. He wasn't great. Uh, well, it's not really fair, but and anyway, my, my point is Micah hasn't had that. Like Micah hasn't had that. Like, well, you know, uh, you know, he, he, he missed this, missed that. Wasn't there. Didn't make a play. Hasn't happened. No, I don't, I don't think it happens. So what I think this is again, football guys is I think he is a football guy. I think he's a guy that for me, if I was in school now, this is a little bit easier for me to say, because and I don't, I don't want to, really go down this road too far but there's a there's a lot of people that come in from different you know backgrounds so if micah didn't have it and i don't want to say had it super easy growing up but you know if he has the option to go pro and immediately make his family a ton of money i think he goes and he's gone but i don't know if that's what he that's his situation if it's not what i would have done is do exactly what he's doing because he has a chance to win linebacker of the year in the entire country. He's got a chance to be, I don't know, a day two draft pick. I don't know. how. Yeah. I mean, he's he's not athletically enough to be a day one, but yeah, I mean, yeah. Sometimes people literally draft on production and that's something that is inarguable. He's got, he's got the chance to go down as, again, I couldn't tell you uh, anybody in the last 20 years, it was an incredible linebacker, incredible linebacker at IU. I mean, you have Tigray, but again, I I think he's way better than Tigray scales ever was. Um, I don't know about way better, but I mean, there, he's, he's a notch above. But maybe if you sure. put, maybe I mean, if you put him, you're talking about Pittsburgh Steeler Tigray scales. <laughs> he's hanging on, isn't he? Just hanging on. Good for him, man. I'm a big fan of Tigray. Um, but either way, I think he's got a chance to be very special at IU. Maybe the best linebacker ever as far as stats go and everything else. I, again, I don't – this is me, usually who's stat guy, would have that all pulled up, but I don't have any of that in front of me. Uh, you know okay. I don't. You absolutely I know, know you I don't. don't. I know you don't have that. Not a chance. Not a chance. So it's not what I'm here for. <laughs> what you're here for is Brando's Randos. Woo! But not before we get to that, we gotta, no. we got to do our sponsor, of course. And our sponsor, as always, until somebody else wants to pay us a little bit more money, is Monon Track Club. Line them up, line them up. That's right. Monon Track Club is Indiana's running brand. It's built on the deep love for the sport in the Hoosier State. They craft products, tell stories, and create experiences to, that aim to celebrate, support, and add to Indiana's running culture. Do you like running, Brandon? Dude, I went today for my first run outside <laughs> since November. The yeah. arches of my feet are killing me. So, no. I need I need new shoes. Yeah, I can get you some new shoes. Brooks, shout out Brooks. Brooks, if you want to sponsor, shout out. Um, I don't like running either, but I do like sick hoodies and t-shirts. What about you? Love them. Cool. 
Well, they just come, they got a new design coming out, by the way. Keep your eyes on the website. That website is going to be in the show notes. Check it out. Um, you can get 10% off your purchase and support an IU alumni owned small business and uh, a good friend of ours. So, as for being one of our listeners, you do get 10% off your purchase. Again, the promo code is LEO10. That's L E O 10. The letters L E O and the number is 10. That'll get you 10% off. And now, to everybody's favorite part of the show, Brando's Randos. I know these are supposed to be fun, um, but I'm I genuinely very curious because I think this is a tough call here. Uh, first one is I saw Jacoby Hewitt make some big plays. So if you had to choose one, if if you had to go to go to bat with one wide receiver lining up, are you going Miles Marshall, who has way more production and I think a way higher ceiling, or are you going Jacoby Hewitt? I love Miles Marshall. I know you do, but I'm taking Hewitt. I think they're the same person. I think they're the same wide receiver. <laughs> um, I love Jacoby. We haven't seen enough Jacoby Hewitt. Do you remember the hype he had coming out in freshman year, and then he tore his ACL in spring practice? Um, was it his redshirt year or his freshman year that he tore his ACL? Either way, tons of hype. Um, gotta pick one gotta pick one gun to head I'm taking Jacoby I'll go Miles man Miles has just made again again larger sample size but he's come up small in the times we've literally in this game Jacoby hasn't made that bonehead didn't take you know the opportunity Um, I don't know I'm taking Hewitt all right all right. Well, that's, that's it makes for a good podcast when we don't agree. That's right. That's right. It makes for good podcasting. Next. Next question. Um, would you, so we, when we rewatch Michigan state, we all, we universally agree that IU can become the next uh, Michigan state. Could we become as nationally relevant as Wisconsin? Because I, I still feel like Wisconsin is a notch above Michigan State. Wisconsin's doable. Absolutely. And I think that we build it on a different philosophy than what they built it on. You know, they built it on what we talked about. Big, fat-ass offensive linemen and really good running backs. And a good defense. Every year they have a, a good defense. It's not as good as it was this year, but a good defense. For us, I think we build it off of high-quality quarterback play an incredible defense and defensive scheme and good outside players, skill position players that are good enough to just, you know, to win games. What we saw, and we'll talk about it, I think with a little bit of a, a different view this time around, we'll talk about it next week in the bowl game is just the different speed that you see in, in some of these other conferences and the big 12. I think we'll see a different, it'll be fun to see us against Cincinnati. I'm not saying Cincinnati's a, uh, an sec team at all but i think it'll be fun to see i think they're better some acc teams though well, yeah i mean acc's a, a loaded load of shit in my opinion but <laughs> um including notre dame so um yeah so no i think that uh i think we can definitely be wisconsin but yeah. the difference is wisconsin and i don't think i don't i don't think i don't think we can i think i think i think we have too much competition in our that's what i was getting to i think we have too much competition on our side of the division i think we have too much competition in our recruiting background 
like Florida, Georgia, Indiana. I, I think they don't really have that in the Wisconsin, Minnesota, Illinois, Great Plains area that they that we recruit out of. I don't think we can get to that. And that was a little humbling to listen to. I 100% think we can be what Michigan State has built. But I don't, I don't think we can get to 20-year relevancy um, at the level Wisconsin is. I just don't think okay. that. Okay, that's fine. Nancy, anything else? Uh, this, this isn't a question, um, but I saw it a lot uh, that I didn't notice the first time I watched it. Um, getting hit by a fullback sucks. Oh, um, yeah. Dude, I saw Aaron Casey, Cam Jones. I don't remember what safety it was. Dude, we had some of our players get absolutely walloped. Yeah, I noticed Cam Jones is a big dude. Like, he's yeah. pretty big, and I saw him get wow, – It had to have been a block. Just get just get plowed by one of their guys out of the backfield, like 34 or something. And he gets up, and I'm like, what? Cam Jones is – he looks skinny. What the – what, you, what is that crap? He's like that uh, Jason Momoa commercial. Right. Yeah, where he loses his skin or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, because everyone loves to hear stories of when I played high school football. Please I've only us. been I've only been concussed one time, and that was from Luke Herringody, uh, the same Indiana personality that I was mimicking earlier. Uh, Andre in high school is where the Herringodies went, mm. and he came again. He. He absolutely blew me up. He threw me about eight yards, and I had no idea where I was. I had absolutely he 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 was a fullback tight end, and uh, holy shit, that was the hardest I've ever been hit was by a fullback. And that I like got PTSD watching this game. Like that was fucking brutal. Nice, brutal. Nice. So. Do you have your uh, high school jersey hanging up? don't i don't okay good i was just double checking yeah i never had a letterman jacket um i i lettered i don't know how many times maybe five six times but i chose a brown leather jacket instead i i, I raised i was fine middle middle blue collar family but my mom gave me a choice you can either get a brown like fashion leather jacket or a uh or a letterman jacket and i chose the leather jacket because i was fucking cool <laughs> Oh man, yeah. That's enough you need to know about me. That's Thanks it. for listening, everyone. Yeah. Michael will never ask me back on. Never again. Um, yeah, I'll just, I'll just. Never mind. I'm not gonna, not gonna publicly shame him like that. Um, Easters lose another halftime lead again. That's, I mean, they're playing the Nets. What are you gonna do? Uh, so let's let's wrap her up here. Significance of the win. I've got a pretty significant thought on that. But if you want to go first, you can. Holy shit, we run at Camp Randall. Like, you were so excited so offseason, and I just had to stay, like, positive for you. But in my back of my mind, I was like, we're not winning at Camp Randall. Like, I think we're going to be good. I had high hopes. Holy shit, we won at Camp Randall. Like, mm -hmm. against a really good team. Like, that team, that Wisconsin team, despite only playing three games and being youthful, that's a good team. That's a great win. Um, again, we haven't won there since 2001. Holy shit, that's like literally history. Yeah. So what if I told you? What if I told you? Um, right, 30 for 30. <laughs> what if I told you that a team that hadn't made a bowl game in two years went on the road? No, I'm just kidding. I guess we didn't make a bowl game last year, didn't we? We did. We were there. Yeah. Uh so what I said was uh I thought that this proved that we could go on the road with a backup quarterback and beat a high quality program. But this also proved that we deserved to be in the top 
10. Indiana. 10 Indiana. But instead, we got boned by the Cyclones for some reason because they have a stupid coach. Don't worry, it happened in March Madness too. What about uh, what about the uh, Kentucky AD not putting in Louisville? Like that's Gary Barta shit to the fucking dude to the to the max. That was crazy. Louisville definitely definitely should have been in the tournament. They got absolutely hosed. Yeah, Um, I don't know. I told you this earlier. I said I haven't even paid any attention to it. I have no idea. Well, it was the same thing. I mean, IU definitely got screwed. By I wouldn't I mean it's not a rival but definitely somebody in their conference that they don't want to be again we had yeah. the Gary Barta episode I don't know yeah Barta didn't want any part shit. of this that's why we had to, we were gonna fake per, play Purdue twice in a row but it's whatever uh so grade you want to give it a grade I I had to give this on a curve because uh, we had we had Alex Smith um so I'm giving it a B. Uh, you know, I think, I think if, if we only won 14 six with Penix, I, I mean, I'm probably dropping this down to C plus, uh, but with, with Penix, I have to give a curve. Uh, and so I'm, I'm giving B overall. I gave it a slightly reviewed a minus. See, I gave defense, a offense, C just hash it to a B. Well, here's why I, I, so for the offense itself, I kind of just threw this game out of the window, like whatever, like it's his first start. We have no idea what he's going to be like. He's on the road against what we, if you don't remember when we previewed the game, they were the number one offense in the country. I think um, as far as total offense goes. Um, and I was super scared of having Tuttle going into that, that stadium with that defense, I had no idea what to expect. And we saw exactly what I thought we were going to see. Now, Since we're talking about their offense, can we talk uh, over under 200 rushing yards for Berger against Purdue next year? Oh man. Well, they lose fat. Over. They lose fat <laughs> meal and they lose, they lose that 55 linebacker, probably Barnes, Barnes. in like 90th year of college. So I was I'm say, so oh, happy man. we're not playing him. I mean that's that's a little bit me making fun of Purdue, but that's also like that's a bad dude. Do that's a that's a to play them. That's a bad, bad dude. I'm so happy we don't have to play him. Yeah, instead we start at Iowa, but you know, it is what it is. So yeah, do we ever play them again until he's gone? We've got two more years at least. Please. I don't even know how to get there. So, oh, let's just say probably not. I mean, there, there's there's how many teams in the West? We got to rotate it out. Yeah. Well, we always have to play one of the shit teams every year. Let's see. We play. What do you do mean? We do not play them in 2022. We do not. We play Northwestern and Nebraska 2022. So we got a good. That's a good one. We're going to win 10 games that year, too. So God, we're going to be so good for so long. It's unbelievable. Okay, well, let's wrap it up. Uh, next week, unfortunately, we are going to review the bowl game. Uh, I might see this a little bit different. I say unfortunately, but maybe I'll be able to see this through. Um, yeah, it's what been I interesting. About in this rewatch, like some of the games I thought I'd like, I was like, this sucked. But like, and then some of the others, I was like, mm, interesting. Yeah. So what I said at the Ohio State game was, I think I, I think I really took Michael Michael Penix for granted. Um, now last week when we did that review, I, you probably couldn't tell if you <laughs> listened, uh, to my review on him, but I, 
I think we're like really good. If I don't know if Talia Ghoul references last week. I was yeah, sorry about that. Uh, yeah, but yeah, let's wrap it up. We'll talk about the bowl game next week. Um, I'm going to get out of here, Bryn. What do you say? All right, buddy. Elio. All right, Elio. Elio. Awesome day. Elio. Thank you so much, Rick. I appreciate that. Elio. All right, great. Elio. Appreciate you guys. Elio. You're welcome, Dave. Have a great day. Elio. Have a great day. Elio. Appreciate you being here with us. Have an awesome day. And Elio. Oh, thank you so much. Elio. Well, thanks so much, Elio. Hey, thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate that. Elio. Appreciate you guys, man. Have an awesome day. Elio. Awesome. Elio. Elio.